Hey, it's your host, Joshua Garcia. I have a programming note for this particular episode. So during the first 15 or so minutes of the recording, my microphone was turned off, unbeknownst to me. So instead of subjecting you to some cranked up, funky sounding audio, I just cut out a a little bit of the beginning of this episode. So some of the stuff that we talked about that you're going to miss is just how Brandon and I met, which we met at the now defunct iOS theater in LA. We took some classes together and graduated together. And we also touched a bit on Brandon's origins with the the Roar Theater or the Roar team. So if you want to know more about that, you can ask Brandon the next time you see him. So after the intro, we're going to jump right into the action to the part where I realized that my mic was off. And we'll just go from there. Don't worry, you didn't miss too much. And the rest of the episode is gold. Enjoy. Deconstruction. Deconstruction 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 it, it really depends on the, the performer and the group, I would say, for sure. There are definitely, like... Uh, improv groups are like, like that they don't care about the audience at all, right. and there are some that like, you know, ha- like I I I think fifty fifty would be a good ration, you know, for yeah. it. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. I'm. I've I've heard that before. Of like, you know, where people are like, I don't care what what the audience thinks. You know, I'm here for me or us. Yeah. And I I I get that sentiment. Um, but. Uh, you know, the audience is part of it, man. You like, you gotta like, yeah. You can't just be up there jerking off, <laughs> right? Like, you can stay home for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I always took it a problem with that too. Unless you're like not charging for your show at all. Yeah. Then yeah, do what you want. They're here. They're for a free show. I mean, but if they're paying money, they should walk out. S- enjoying what they saw right you know um and some people like you know if the uh like they don't care what the audience thinks but even then when they still perform the audience loves them that's great that's like a perfect match but you shouldn't cater to the audience but you should keep them in mind i think yeah right uh i think too much of improv caters to the improviser at least in the long form aspects of it yeah they 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 people want to impress other improvisers right. and, and bring in other improvisers. And I, I think their aim is wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like you should aim to the audience. Yeah. To, to other people who don't know improv. Yeah. And introduce them to it. Yeah. Or at least not, not, not care about them. Yeah. Like they should be, yeah. If, if a, a successful, successful night should be that, yeah, like the audience was, pleased or like they laughed you know that's yeah that should be and your fellow providers laughed oh for sure that'd be perfect right oh absolutely i I, and i think there you can hit that easily i think you like that's not that difficult to do yeah in my opinion all right let's jump back in time test one two i'm just paranoid about my mic not working but it it is (laughs) um let's jump back in time to um 
I just want to know your your life story, a, okay. a, an abridged version. Um, sure. We don't have all night here. Uh, God damn it. But, <laughs> um, so you're from, were, were you born in San Diego? No. Or were you born in, where were you born? Uh, Upland, California. Okay. Where's like, that at? It's like two hours north of here. Like It's like uh, east of LA. Okay. Yeah. And then where did you grow up? Uh, San Diego. San Diego, pretty I, much? Yeah, I moved here when I was like six. When I was in first grade, I remember moving here. Yeah. First or second grade. And then I've been here ever since. Nice. So what does your family look like? Uh, siblings, how many, etc. I have uh, a mom, a dad, and a Tight. stepmom. And I have two real brothers, a stepsister, and an adopted little brother. Okay. Yes. Cool. Now, is that everybody? Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. um, so, what uh, are you the youngest of your brothers? Of the real brothers, yes. Yeah, the biological dudes. Yes. Um, cool. Yeah, that, that keeps that. That's a that's a um, a pattern which I've I'm not surprised by. It's because for some reason the youngest always always the I'm the youngest as well. Okay. And uh, I think almost. Almost everybody on this podcast, at least, have been the youngest, and so many creatives <laughs> are the youngest. Yeah. Something about being the youngest, you're... I mean, it's not that they're more creative. I just think that, for some reason, they pursue that. Like, they pursue a creativity type of things, whether it's improv, music, acting, yes. filmmaking, and I'm not sure why. I don't know either, but I think it's very strange, because, like, I was never the most creative one in my family, or the funniest, like... right. It was my two brothers, like my oldest brother. He's like great at cooking, and but he was mostly like a writer and com- like he would be the funniest one. Mm-hmm. Um, like we go to family events, he'd be the funniest one. He'd be the quicker one. I mean, sure, we're five years apart, so his brain's a little bit more developed yeah. and got a chance to shine. Yeah. Um, and in in Jason, he's the second oldest. Um, he he was more like artistically into photography mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Um, and then like something happened where like I just started doing like two adjacent things to that. Like I did improv, which is you know like writing is writing without a script uh, or you know what I mean. Yeah, writing on the spot. Yeah. Um, and then uh, graphic design is my other like, yeah. half of me. So like that's like adjacent to. Uh, photography and like i just do those things and like they don't anymore like they're both in the food industry now which is cool i mean yeah 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 that is true i I think it's um i don't know maybe older siblings just have a sense of like responsibility like because my my brother (laughs) who is the second oldest like really great artist like he can uh, draw really well yeah um and so i remember growing up he you know had these drawings um, like hang around the house or in the garage um, that were really cool. Uh, but now he's, you know, he's a petroleum engineer. And so like, I think f- maybe just when you're older, you just, yeah, have this, this other, this kind of strange responsibility because you have younger siblings and like you're also earlier on and the parents, like the parents are, you know, I guess when they're raising their, their first couple of kids are probably a little bit more serious and true i don't know something about development and having younger people to take care of and then versus us where we have nobody to to take care of Mm -hmm. and like we're kind of the baby um i don't know i i i'm not a psychologist but there's there's something behind it (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is either um because i remember i saw an article like the youngest uh is a funniest sibling or something like that and i shared it 
Um, and my sister's like, not anymore because, you know, we adopted, uh, we didn't, but my parents adopted a kid. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, technically I'm still like the youngest still yeah. of growing up. But yeah, I don't think that kid's going to be funnier than me. So <laughs> um, he's like 10. He just plays Fortnite all the time. Yeah. Not a unique perspective, Christopher, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So anyway, so, um, so what was your uh, your family like growing up? Um, you grew up in San Diego. You're an Indonesian kid as well, so mm-hmm. that also gives you a little bit of a, a different type of uh, thing to grow up with, mm-hmm. right? So, oh yeah. What was your? I mean, this is. I mean, it's such a big question. Like, what was your life? You know, what was your childhood yeah. like? But did you get along with your brothers? Did you get along with your parents at certain times? Did you not? Mm-hmm. And then, like, were you? What kind of kid were you in school? Okay. Um, yeah, I got along with my family. I would say yeah. we're not like the classic like Brady Bunch sort of like family. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, we were civil. Yeah. You know, um, definitely not normal, but civil. I yeah. think. Um, Why would you say you're not normal? What made you like not normal? Um, I think just the idea of like being children of divorce. Yeah. Your life would never be quote unquote. I mean, maybe normal now in the state of things. Yeah. But I, I never felt like stable in the, not, not in a bad way but like sure you know going from house to house living two places how old were you when your parents got divorced officially divorced uh god maybe like six or seven mm. it was like i remember we moved to san diego separately mm. so like my mom i don't know who moved first my mom or my dad mm-hmm. um but we moved like they were living in different places already by yeah. that time so i think they started separating like when i was like one mm. um so and so then yeah so um but yeah just like i don't know like growing up as a child of divorce like not not the easiest thing in the world you know going to like counselors and saying like what you know if you like them trying to see if you like one parent over the other Mm. you know or have them constantly fighting you know um or like you know one back talking the other one's family like like yeah you know, like not a good environment for a kid to kind of to grow up in, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and then, and then also being child, you know, you know, first generation as well. Yeah. Um, I I thought that that I mean, are are you first generation? No, I'm like uh, like third generation. Third generation, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being like on a first generation, like I thought things were normal that that weren't essentially normal back then at least you know like yeah. no like when i was a kid no one's ever heard of indonesia yeah you know like n- no one you know i don't I, and i stopped saying i was indonesian for the longest time really yeah because i don't i don't know i don't want to deal with that i was like i was a kid you know when you're a kid you want two things like to be cool and to fit in yeah you know um and have people like you and then right. and then so any any moment of like like offness like that you're a little bit off but not in a cool way yeah they're like, that you're done for so i stopped saying like i remember uh i when i stopped saying i was like i think i was like seven or eight when i was like i'm just i'm just, I'm just like i would just say asian yeah like, i'm asian and they have to pursue further uh depending on what age i was i first i was like i'm chinese interesting you know because that's that's like the baseline yeah and people uh, wouldn't know the difference at that young age. They yeah. wouldn't like, oh, okay. You know, they wouldn't like poke at that. Like, you don't look, which I didn't. Right. Um, I had a bowl cut, but that's about <laughs> it. Thanks, mom. Uh, um, 
and then I and then I I got a bit older when I was a teenager, and then I started saying Asian. What kind of Asian? Filipino. Wow. And, and then people were like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> you no, I know, see that, yeah. you know." And then I re- I remember my teacher even thought I was Samoan, <laughs> and yeah, like and that I was fine with. That. I was like, "That's oh, dope." Yeah, I'll um, take that. Yeah, yeah, The Rock is Samoan, yeah. so you know, and he's the main eventer. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, he yeah, so he used to call me like, I remember. Yeah, this is what a tangent. Uh, but my English teacher, uh, Mr. Lopez, he used to put out like, like for our journals, daily journals. You like on Fridays, you put like riddles or whatever, and then the riddles would get you bonus points, and then you just have to guess them out, and then he would give like clues to what they are, um, and then one of them was uh, was just weird like, it, <laughs> it was just like uh, like what a stretch it was. He like put like different. Um, like the category would be like Girl Scout cookies, and then we have to guess which one matches with what based on the clues. And I don't remember like any of the other ones, but I remember uh, one of the clues was me was my name Brandon Henskins, and or is it, maybe it was just like Brandon or something. I see yeah, it. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then that one, and then he, I was like, "What's what's mine?" You know, and then was it some Sam- uh, Samoas? Samoas, yeah, Samoas, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, he's like, yeah, he's a Samoan. I was like, okay, I should have guessed that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so then, uh, I think it wasn't until, like, I was, like, in college when I was like, yeah, I'm Indonesian. Yeah. People are well-educated enough. If not, they'll know eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was, it was, I was like, first, second grade, uh, what are you? I'm Indonesian. People are like, don't you mean India? I'm like, No. I don't. Yeah, I don't mean that. Yeah. I would have said it if I meant it. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, so that, that just like really irked me. So it was weird just like pretending I was someone else for the longest time. Like a different ethnicity. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, very interesting. But I, I feel like very common thing with minorities in mm-hmm. America, like where, um, God, I remember I read this, some, some sociology book and call I was reading and it was like it was like these are the five stages of like being a minority <laughs> kid oh interesting um and it was like i forgot like steps two and three was like a rejection of like your like ethnic identity whoa um and then there's like like a like a swing to the other way where like you're really really hardcore embrace it like you're almost like don't like you know like caucasians or something yeah. and then there's like the final stage is like Oh, like I'm accepted who I am. This is who I am. Proud of it. And then I've also accepted everybody else too. And I was like, I went through this. Like, cause like, this is insane, right? I went through this too. Yeah. So you know, I'm Mexican American, and so the same thing of like where you know little little kids are mean and can be yeah. little racist shitheads. And yeah. so you're, I, I was sort of ashamed of being Mexican because like because of the way kids, you know, would look at Mexicans, talk about Mexicans, you know, and so you kind of felt this lesser self identity. And so I didn't want to associate myself with it. And then it wasn't, I think it was like around high school or maybe after high school where I was like, I'm fucking Mexican, man, but I'm proud of that shit. And like, fuck white people, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know? You heard it here, folks. I'm uh, uh yeah this is gonna if, if I, I'm done with SNL yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. but um <laughs> you're that Lorne <laughs> yeah but then like 
after college and like you know i'm starting to be like oh no like okay i i'm you know i'm latino male i'm an, I'm an american latino guy and like i'm i'm cool with that i'm proud of that and like i you know white people aren't evil you know they're just they're they're also figuring out things for themselves and we're all just one big you know world trying to survive and and so now i'm at this place where i'm in total acceptance but yeah there was a thing of like denying your your kind of heritage um not because you think it's wrong with that, but yeah, like you said, like when you're the other in school and you're a kid and you're trying to fit in, like you you notice what's different about you and you want to get that away from yourself, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like that's so crazy. I went through that too, and I feel like I'm in that like the the extreme stage at the moment. Uh, it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love talking about this stuff, especially with you. Like, you started Brown Privilege, so, mm-hmm. like, that's just, like, super cool. And, like, yeah, it was, like, this is, like, one of the biggest things that improv has helped me with is, like, self-acceptance of, mm-hmm. like, my, like, culture. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm also half Dutch, so I can't yeah. forget that. But, like, the Indonesian in me is way more prominent, uh, mostly because I look at, look at more than Dutch. Yeah. Um, And so, like... I, I I I remember when this started like just hitting me like like I'm Indonesian and like I stopped stopped like censoring myself in like in in terms of like saying what my ethnicity is so like if you're in an improv scene with me or show with me I mean there's a good chance I'm gonna talk about Indonesia <laughs> you know like yeah. I I I wish like I had someone like me to see that you know I never really saw it, like. I mean, now there's Indonesian improvisers in San Diego, which is insane. Uh, but I, I totally love it because I, in my head, there's like there's like twenty of us left. Yeah. It, it, but that's just in my head. Um, I know there's <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. But in my head, like it's very rare to meet uh, someone who's Indonesian, and then on top of that, someone who improvises. Yeah. At the same time, so like I would I would just say it all the time, just so. Like we get that representation there, and yeah. uh, I just did a found family show wearing a batik, which is uh, my Indonesian shirts. Nice. Um, and I just like I let like it's just so much more self accepting to me. When like my, you know Julius, he'd be like, like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I was like, I'm not sure yet. He's like, you're coming over to my place to cook uh, satay babi, which is uh, pork uh, skewers, pretty mm. much. Um, babi is pork. Um, so it's just like really cool to see like my friends and people I know either one knowing I'm Indonesian and Mm -hmm. two like caring enough to know the like like lingo like words like Indonesian words as well Um, and and that's why I always say it like it's kind of like a joke like or a stereotype of me to do like if someone's doing impersonation me they'll most like say it but honestly that's that's cool that's way better than the opposite right um yeah it's it it's just like do you uh have you seen hassan uh minhaj uh hassan minhaj uh homecoming king no oh man you should check that one okay. out but he he has this one like he i resonate with that a lot yeah um and he ha- talks about this one time and i had a similar moment as well when he was in like school when he was growing up they used to say like what do you want to be when you grow up people would say actor astronaut president whatever and he was like I just want to be white, <laughs> yeah. Know? And I was like, I had that same moment too, right? You know, yeah. I I think I'm pretty sure I wish for that on like uh, like I used a birthday wish for that, like, right? Blow out the candles, <clears throat> sort of birthday wish for that. Yeah, didn't come true. Apparently that's BS. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, 
Yeah, that's an, I never heard of that before. That that's a minority thing, and I'm glad like other people have gone through it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just an America sort of thing? I guess. Um, I mean, I can't imagine it'd be like a thing in Indonesia if you're in you right. Know. Yeah, I, I I think it's. I mean, I think when I read it, it was it was about America, but like okay. I'm sure it exists in countries where. But there's not many like like America, right? Where there's there's so many different, you know. It's like a melting um, pot, yeah. Yeah, big time melting pot. So, um, but yeah, that's a thing here for sure. Yeah, oh, that's so cool to hear. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's crazy times. Uh, and um, I'm sure a rough time for for uh, young brown people right now. But uh, hold mm-hmm. strong, it it gets better. Yeah, yeah, um, it'll get better. <clears throat> it, it'll get better. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Find find your heroes. Find your heroes. And then you know, looking back, I I just remember like who my heroes were and like why I like it. and like sometimes I'm like it's because that person's super dope and they're very brown as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, Rufio was one of my favorite people growing up, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, he was a like a like a huge inspiration. Like he was like the first cool Asian. Yeah, like we didn't have anyone like like him until like you know like that wasn't a thing you know right you know cool asian wasn't like a like you know like a a term right i guess we were just like nerds yeah or if you know if you ask someone a random person i'm mexican so (laughs) i remember my boss uh not my current boss my like this was like my t-shirt my boss uh he used to speak to me in spanish he used to like (laughs) give me orders in spanish and then he'd get mad. And like, he wouldn't even like, say my name. He would just say orders like in my general direction in Spanish. And I don't speak Spanish. I took French in high school. <laughs> it's proven to be not useful to me. Yeah. Um, and, and then he'd get mad at me when I didn't follow his instructions. And I was like, I don't speak Spanish. And he's Korean, by the way. <laughs> so he, he went to his like third language to speak to me. In it nice. When he just had to go to the second. Yeah. You know? I was just like... Really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could pass for, for a Latino dude. Yeah, in San Diego, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, And I do get mistaken for other, like, uh, Mexican guys or yeah. Filipino, I guess sure. I get mixed up for. Yeah. You know, Joe Pena, shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, uh, so, so I... Um, I th- Usually, I you know I try to get like your journey into improv, but we kind of touched on that. Like you started, you kind of touched or you kind of dabbled in improv in high school, mm-hmm. um, and then soon thereafter uh, went through the rigorous audition process for Roar. <laughs> yeah, and so boom, there you we are. We should still do that now. I think. But no, yeah, that, yeah. no, we wouldn't get anybody. Yeah, um, and uh, so uh, well, I mean, what was where'd you go to college? The Art Institute of San Diego, California. Rest in peace. No, something about you, you every place you touch dies bro yep yep <laughs> i i made that connection like it just it just like uh i think it, it was like april or something it closed down and i was like well that's two of my like schools i went to in my 20s yeah you know and right. i i briefly went into ucb and they're having trouble so sorry oh, yeah sorry amy poehler <laughs> um and then like the, the this theater closed the other theater closed fci and yeah just, yeah yeah dang yeah, and he, hey, if there's any schools you want me to like 
get yeah. rid of let me know yeah yeah like sign up for some nct classes or yeah, something yeah, yeah. take them out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <A> little assassin <laughs> so how was your your uh college experience in or your it was fine. fine yeah like i didn't feel like i never really excelled when i was there um i i felt like not growing up as like the artistic one of my family led me to like not have good habits like drawing every day mm-hmm. or like being confident like being comfortable with drawing every day like i would just get discouraged yeah and i really push it um so i got better but it was like a weird experience in overall it w- it's a private art school i i didn't have like that college experience i i went to school with like a bunch of adults already mm, yeah. like is usually people who are like having a second career yeah or they just got out of the military sure um like it wasn't parties or and maybe there were and i just weren't invited <laughs> um but it was such a, like not a big campus it was like it was two buildings yeah you know i mean it's up the hill from here it was yeah you know uh is in cahoots still up in that hill I've never nope. seen that place. Nope. I don't okay. know. That might be okay. It's like it's it would be past Chick Fil A, the new Chick Fil A. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So like it was, it was good in terms of like I got what I wanted. I got a job after after college. I got a decent portfolio. I'm still working in my field, so that worked. Did you study graphic design at the Art Institute? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I knew like I could have gone to like SDSU or something or. A cheaper school yeah but my rationale my rationale for it was this i'm entering one of the most like competitive industries at a disadvantage so i need the best advantage that i possibly get and i know just from you know being somewhat in show business i guess in, in that sort of industry like i was already acting in dinner detective at the time so i kind of said it's more about who you know and and then kind of get better on the job yeah and I th- and I think that's what my approach was. Like I was already working in design. I was already working at the t-shirt place, mm. t-shirt mart, mm-hmm. um, at that time. So I had that confidence. Like okay, at least I have a job already. So yeah. that's a that's a plus. Mm-hmm. But it was it was good. It was long. I it, like full of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, I remember on my way there, my car broke down. Like the first, the orientation day, mm. my car broke down. I was like, "This is a good start to having student loans." Um, you know, it was it was just I I I, I was proud of myself after I graduated. I was like, "Man, I like I I worked very hard." I remember I slept in the computer lab once, like overnight. Mm. Um, because I was just working on stuff. Yeah. And, but I, I remember I didn't like enjoy it as much as I could have, I think. I think I could have taken more out of it, but I was working like two or three jobs at the time. So yeah. I'm always like work, I was always working while I was in school. So I never put as much effort as I possibly could in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I was, I was more interested in like trying to make money so I can pay for the school. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, and so now. I mean, you're you're still uh, a very young man, um, 28, uh, in the prime of your life. Um, so now you got a nice job that you that you enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you're doing improv and killing it in the improv game. Mm, thank you. And um, and uh, Lucy, zip your lid. <laughs> Sorry, my cat. And uh, you're also dating a very nice young lady as I am. well. 
Um, so, hello, Rachel. You're probably listening. Hello, Rachel. Um, I, I, I barely got to. I think I met her like the week she was before she was leaving. So I didn't really get to oh, know. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't get to really know uh, Rachel. But um, so tell me about this. Uh, your relationship, like. It, mm-hmm. Have you had many like, and I can do you consider this a serious relationship? I do. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do. I would think so. Yeah. Have you had many serious relationships in the past? No. No. no not even. Um, like most, my relationships would like stop after three months, not like or before before three months usually. Yeah. And I just feel like that was like always a good time. If like if you're gonna get serious with someone, you'll probably know early on. Sure. And I always kind of try to keep my time precious to me. Yeah. Um. So I I I don't like to waste too much time. Yeah. Uh, on. Yeah, 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 and 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 things that I I know aren't gonna work. Sure. So this was like like I remember when we hit three months, and I, I was like, like it was big for both of us because we're both each other's first serious relationship. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then, and then, yeah, it was just, and then we're at a year and a few months now. Wow. Yeah, and it's long distance. Yeah. So, uh, she lives in New York, Mm -hmm. uh, doing the creative writing thing over there. Is Um, she the youngest in her family? No. Ooh. No, she's a second. She's middle. She's a middle child. She's an outlier. Yeah. For our theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, her... Her brother's pretty creative too. Mm. Uh, he, he's okay. getting into like video making and stuff like nice. that. She's kind of focused on like the writing and comedy yeah. aspect. But they're both lovers of comedy. Nice. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So she lives in New York. She moved two months into our relationship. I knew that going in though. Yeah. And um, and then so we just kind of played 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 it out for like a month and a half, and we kind of talked about like. What's gonna happen, like in you know, in you know, three weeks when you move, you know, because we didn't really talk about it, you know, yeah, it's not exactly a conversation you want to bring up, right? Um, and then we just kind of talked about it, and then like pros and cons, and seeing like what's what, and like, and then we just that was like when we were at the beach, I think we were like, yeah, let's go long distance, let's let's try it out, yeah, you know, um, it's better than the alternative, yeah, you know. And and she she knows like it's unrational for me to just move to a different state for you know in a new relationship yeah you know like yeah um and yeah things are great we just went to improv camp together oh nice yeah East Camp uh, Improv Utopia yeah. in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um and she had a great time good she, yeah a great time she just got into a, uh, a uh, she's about, she's on two improv teams at the moment or right. one whenever this comes out I don't know. She thought about quitting one, so. Oh. Um, but yeah, she got on one at NYU called the Bechdel test. Bechdel, mm. Bechdel, Bechdel. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it very well. Me neither. Uh, Bechdel test. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an all-woman improv group in NYU. Very so nice. She, yeah, so she, her, and her best friend Melba just got on. Yeah. So I like, I, I was so happy. Yeah. I was so so happy. I remember when she first moved over there, she auditioned for one, and she didn't get get on it. Mm. There's another NYU group, and. I wasn't like furious, but I was like, they have no eye for talent. <laughs> What's their name? Like, do they know who I am? Yeah. I, like, did you I, tell them who you're dating? Yeah. Like, I have Craig Kakowski's phone number. <laughs> if they want even like 
an idea, like, if they want to even join, like, they won't even be near the magnet after I'm done. They're blacklisted. <laughs> I don't have that power or would do that uh, based on that, but based on not accepting somebody. Right. I understand how, how much pressure they're under. But, yeah, so that was mostly, mostly a joke. Um, but, yeah, uh, um, th- things are as good as they could possibly be long distance you know she has her own podcasts over there and just doing creative stuff and and writing scripts and stuff like that yeah uh, i try to visit whenever i can she comes over whenever she can so like on average every other month okay yeah you see each other every other month yeah on on average sometimes it's like we'll see each other like you know in the same <coughs> month or um you know depending on like the top, time of the year yeah so she comes over for spring uh not spring break uh winter break yeah and then i'll go over there uh for our birthdays in april yeah um or may depending on what my you know what's what yeah um yeah yeah but yeah things are like things are things are wonderful she's funny she's very very funny mm-hmm. um i i remember like as a joke i like when i was you know like like on a mid improv i was like yeah i want to date a girl was like who i think is funnier than me and i was like hey i think she's funnier than me nice you know she disagrees but you know, of course, you know. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's humble. Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. but she's a very funny person. Nice. Good for you, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Well, t- tell us the um, just a brief story of uh, how you guys met and mm-hmm. how you got together. How, yeah. you, how you hooked up. How we hooked up. Um, yeah, let, let's see here. Um, how we first met. So we met at Finest City Improv. And I remember, like, I remember the first time, like, I saw her. And I have a photo of it as well. Uh, of our first like time we met like technically um and it was in a greenhorn show mm. which is where uh students would perform with the teachers uh with any with a random teacher at fci um fine city improv and and that's right like that's my first memory of her and then i remember I, like she graduated with tina rose and uh anna lynn who i knew from like I, I don't even know how I knew them. Just like you know, Tina. They were like, around. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like if 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 you have a good show, Tina will talk to you somehow. Yeah. Um. So I just I just remember I don't remember ever meeting Tina. I just know her. <laughs> um. So that and so I remember I bumped into them, it, like on my way uh, when I was walking home from the theater, and I remember I saw her there too. They were like going out to party. They invited me. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going home. And I went home. Um, and then, and then, and then, um, yeah, oh yeah, so I saw her in a greenhorn that I did as well, um, she didn't do a scene with me, um, and then, so she kind of was just, like, adjacent, you know, just around, um, and then, and then I think level, I was her level four teacher, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, and yeah, and I know that kind of sounds bad at first, but uh, hear me out here. We'll hear, uh, we'll hear you out and pause. I'm going to silence my kitty. Okay. Okay, why don't you outside? She just wanted to go outside. Okay. Okay, so you're a level four teacher. Yeah, I was a level four teacher, and I like to think myself as a very ethical mm-hmm. uh, person. Uh, I have a lot of rules as a teacher. Mm-hmm. One of them being like I never add students on fa- my students on Facebook. Yeah. They have to add me first, and maybe I'll accept. Yeah. Um. So that's like my one well, my number one rule. So like um like I understand 
the like that weird thing that keeps happening in improv where people of power take advantage i didn't want i i'm not that person i would never want to even seem like that person to anybody yeah. so that's just to set the scene a little bit yeah. that's that's the mindset i'm going through here um and yeah i taught the class seven weeks uh they did pretty they did decent they did pretty good yeah. tina's like typing at me right now if she's listening to this um yeah it was a good class a very fun class uh i remember her being one like super fun in that class Oh, and I still give a crap about this. We were doing a scene painting. Uh, you did um, uh, uh, Heaven Hell Purgatory, right, with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite openings to do. And for, like, you people who don't know it, take my class. And also, like, it's just you scene paint three rooms uh, one, like in two extremes and something in the middle. So, like, if it's, you know, you're painting, like, if you're... If your suggestion is bathroom, you do like a suit, like a nice golden luxurious bathroom, and you do a really terrible one with like paint and crap on the walls or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you do something in like in the middle, just a clean bathroom at a at an Applebee's or something. Sure, is Applebee's nice? I don't know. I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and so I asked for suggestions. Like, can I get the? Can I get it? Oh no, no. They asked for like, can we get a suggestion of a place you were last night? And I was like my bedroom and like oh great brandon's room and i was like oh no and this was like class two yeah this like this like week two and and then uh and then they were like paint like somehow they knew i loved harry potter already yeah so like they were painting my room they're like there's a giant poster of daniel Radcliffe right here there's a there's a bed with a uh, boy meets world uh blanket on it or you know nice random stuff i don't know how they figured out yeah. about me and then um, I don't remember in which room it was, but I remember someone said there's like a stack of magazines right here, and uh, like a stack of home goods magazines or something. And I don't remember what what else. But I remember she walked on to that one, and she's like, "And there's a there's a pile of stiff washcloths right here." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what?" what like in my head i was like i was like laughing it was funny to me because it was very specific yeah but i was like oh man like is that the teacher i portrayed as and she just kept saying it was like nothing personal i was like it's very personal it's my room (laughs) and you're you're insinuating that i masturbate so much and but i'm too busy to wash my laundry yeah there's um, a stack of them. I have a stack of them, and I'd rather buy more yeah. than wash it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still give a crap about that to That's this good. day. Um, and then this happened, like, and then, and then yeah, and then we we still weren't dating. There was like we talked maybe, you know, a mm-hmm. couple times. Um, and I found this out like retroactively that uh, since like class like one or two is when she started having like this huge crush on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that because one, I'm not looking for it, right. you know. And two, she's not very good at flirting. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, babe. If you're, you, I know you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> you're too supportive. Um, and and so and so like level five, she went to uh, to Julius's class for level five. And I remember I was, I think I was hanging out with Julius, and then like after we got we got pizza before he went keto on me. Mm. Um, and I did too, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we were getting pizza, and then you know Tina and all them roll in. Rachel's there too, um, and she sits right next to me. Um, and and then we're just t- like talking, you know, me and Julius were talking, like you know, it's 
were facing each other and then rachel talks to julius and then like i remember i made, made like like mentions or like I, I, we were all talking and that and then i would talk to her or you know like open like i would say something to her and then she would just talk straight to julius mm. so she would like just only so she pretty much ignored me mm-hmm. for this whole time um and she told the story on her podcast too um but and so i, I remember going away from that thinking uh, she fucking hates me. Mm-hmm. She, she, I like God. I'm, I'm a weirdo, I guess. Yeah. Um. And then in her eyes, she, she was very proud of that moment. She's like, "Yeah, I sat next to Brandon. Fuck yeah, he knows. He gets it." <laughs> and I was like, "She fucking hates me." <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so like, like nothing, nothing even happened then. Yeah. Um. And I, I forgot at what point it was. Like we, like again, we'd we'd hang out like as a group with like Tina and all, and Charlie and Anna at random moments. Um, and we'd always have like uh, she she's a big fan of like movie and TV references. So she'd make a reference, and I would get it. Um, and then you know that was a that was we do back and forth like that as well. Um, and I forgot like. How, like when it started happening but i remember what was it i started like i don't know who sent the first message was it me or her um but we started talking on facebook mm-hmm. and it could have been like before the whole fate uh, i don't even remember um who who did what mm-hmm. but uh yeah i remember i would talk to her on facebook every now and then and i'm so bad with me- messages so like i sometimes i wouldn't respond for like two or three days yeah and then one of those guys yeah i'm one of those guys i'm I'm, it's it's so bad i know um and like jump jump uh jump to like uh her level six class um we're still kind of we're and we would talk like every other you know every like two or three days or something like that you know she sometimes i wouldn't know what to say because she would just make a reference mm-hmm. it's like arrested development we had this long run arrested development bit and i was like i don't know how to do that beat that right now um and then i forgot like i don't remember what what i why i wanted to oh yeah I was like, oh yeah, I saw it in the Buff Show. I saw it in the Buff Show. That's the team uh, she was on. This you were on. I don't know if you're on the, the same time or not. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I think because she left, you got on. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, so, so she, so she left that. Oh yeah, and I, oh yeah, that's what it was. I wanted to do a show with her. I thought she was very funny. So this is my producer brain, like producer Brandon, improv Brandon. And, and I was like, oh, she's really cool. We like we have the same sense of humor. So I sent her like uh, a message on Facebook because I also found out she was going to be moving to New York soon too mm. uh, after the summer ends. Um, so I messaged her. I was like, hey, like, uh, do you want to like uh, uh, do a show sometime or uh, get a drink or something like that? And like I had the most platonic of intentions mm-hmm. as well. I I didn't think about like anything after that like um it was just me wanting to do an improv show yeah um yeah and then and then she sent back another reference uh abreast development reference i don't remember what is off the top of my head and then i was like and then she was like that's a yes in case you were unsure and i was like great what's your like uh i think it was something about drink she said something about drink i was like great what's your schedule like and she's like well i'll be at the theater on friday i was like oh yeah your graduation right i was already gonna be there you know i've known tina so just knowing her um 
and then and then yeah so we i was at the theater that night but it was a student shing dig night so it was super packed i didn't see any shows um because i couldn't get in then we went over to what's that place? twisted taps mm-hmm. right it was yep. across the street from the old theater yeah yeah um i was there with uh jason ray and a couple of his buddies and i think tina and rachel and i think charlie came over as well do you know charlie i don't maybe maybe you saw her uh yes i do know okay charlie. yeah do? okay yeah, yeah. yeah. um yes yeah, so, and then i th- I don't remember, like, at one point, but I remember, like, they, like, Tina decided to go over to Gillies, the, one of the worst bars in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't find this out, like, t- retroactively that, like, uh, like, Rachel was like, no, <laughs> you know, like, because I was there at one place. And then I was super bored, like, no offense to Jason Ray and his friends, but I was like, I don't know many of you. Yeah. And I don't want to just talk about improv, right? Like, or, I, you know, I don't want to talk about the show I didn't see, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I went over to Gillies because I knew most of the people I knew were there. Uh, and then I was like, and then, oh, yeah, we were at the bar. And I was like, you want a drink? So I bought her a beer. Um, and we just started talking. Um, I remember, uh, well, yeah, we started talking uh, for the whole night, for the whole night. Um, we just got more beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then we went to after we there we went to Luigi's I believe and we went to Luigi's um, and we just kept talking we went with the group as well and then um, and then we went to Livewire Livewire yeah I keep wanting to call it LimeWire <laughs> Live we went to Livewire after that which is another terrible bar uh, down the street from Luigi's. Mm. Um, you're not going to get sponsoring from any of these places now. <laughs> um, yeah, terrible, terrible places. Tiny trailer where they make you drink. And I don't remember, like, I don't exactly remember the chain events because, again, I was drinking that night. But I remember at one point I was like, whoa, I think I like her. Um, she's like, she was, I remember, like, my one of my biggest, like, faults as, as a human or my personality, in my opinion, is, like, I'm not very good at talking to people people for a long time because i usually don't care what they say no offense to mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. um but usually people talk to me about like, traffic or something dumb sure um um so like i just remember it was being very easy to talk to her and and like just the bits were were at a good pace but also like with like a sense of groundedness to it which i was like okay like sh- she's a person you know, not just all about jokes, trying to make people laugh, but she has that, but also, like, is, like, a interesting and, like, has lived a lot of life being, like, pretty young as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's been to Europe. As if if you've known her for 12, 12 minutes, you would know that. Mm-hmm. She says it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just remember her, like, I was like, wow, she's super interesting person. Uh, we like a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, she, she's super super funny so i remember like like i forgot at what point it was but that someone told me that like or not, not someone told me that so, um that i told myself that i was like whoa like she's funny she's great and a great person to talk to i think it was it was during gilly's time and then we went over to luigi's and then live wire um and then I'll, I'll cut back to uh gilly's in a sec but i remember in, in live wire um that was when uh like we kind of hit it off even more so and we just kind of we just kept talking in there um and then this is kind of like the moment we kind of got together um 
if you've never been to Livewire, it is like a five foot like trailer. Um, I'm exaggerating, of course, but it's filled <laughs> with people. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were just talking, uh, kind of by the bar. We both got drinks. And then somebody was trying to get behind her, uh, maybe an improviser or something like that. And I remember I kind of pulled her out of the way, uh, closer to me. And then she just kind of stayed there and, and then put her arms around me. And I was like, sweet. Nice. Yeah. I was like, okay. I like, I, I was, I'm, I've been wrong before, but I was like, <laughs> I think she likes me. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Um, and, and then we just kind of, we we're just kind of like in the, like had that moment just hugging for a while um and then i remember I, I think it was her who said it she's like and she, she, i forgot her exact words it could be something something along the lines like like uh like i have a crush on you yeah um and i and and then yeah i was like i like you too um it's weird i've never told this story to anyone this is great mm-hmm. um and then and then, and she, and then she, and I think she made a Wayne's World reference in that moment. She's like, <laughs> "No, you don't, man." I don't know if you. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I love you, man. I no, love you. you. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, she said that in that moment. Nice. And then, and then I, I don't know if they had me between this, but I remember her saying like, "Can I kiss you?" And she said yes. Um, and and then she already graduated FCI at this moment too, and I was like, "This is completely ethical yeah. in my in my in my teacher brain." <laughs> right, but right. yeah, so then we kissed, and then, um, and then and then yeah, we we hung out for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I found this out like retroactively, uh, like like the next day I was talking to Tina and Anna, and apparently they were like they were doing some like um, uh, like just like planning in the back. They were doing some background planning. Uh, like if if there's any moment where like someone would talk to me or Rachel separately, they will come in and talk to that person and and just and get us together. So they're doing some like some, Navy SEAL sort sort of planning, some wing womaning. Exactly, and I had no idea. Nice, you, um, you, you never do. Yeah, yeah. So you shout out to Tina do. and Anna. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, or, or as I as I call them, Tina. Um, that's their names put together. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, we, and then we went to Be- Belmont Park the next day. Um, and, and then we hung out after her class on, oh, her, yeah, she, that's right. That's what it was. She had an improv class after, one more class after graduation. Mm-hmm. Cause they had that at that time. Um, yeah. And then we just, uh, hung out after that. And, and then I, I think we had like our first, like, official date that mm-hmm. monday mm. and we went to the beach and that's when we made it official nice yeah um and and then and then the next day she went on birthright <laughs> yeah yeah so i remember like before i asked her to be my girlfriend i was like i can try to lock this in now because she's about to go out on birthright for like a week and a half and uh-huh. i don't know what happens there but i'm sure it's not like like kids alone with right. a lot of money in a different country you know yeah, sure, sure if she's sure. not like that but i'm just saying like in, in my head i was like you lock this up now or wait and i was like oh i'll try it now yeah. you know and then and it all worked out nice um <clears throat> yeah yeah that's so that's how kind of how we got together there it was a it's a long weekend yeah yeah that's nice. That's sto- well. There you go. The story of uh, Brendan and Rachel. Yes. There it is. Yes. Isn't that such a great moment where 
the moment where she like puts your arms her arms around you, you're like, oh, like yeah, and, and, and like you know, like yeah, like yeah. she likes me too. It's yes, like, that's such a great moment that happens when like it's like where you haven't where it's just your friends and then but you know you like somebody and then you're wondering if they like you too and then you get that confirmation mm-hmm. such a great moment it is it's, it's very great because it's i mean it kind of broke the pattern of like oh i like someone i'm gonna wait <laughs> you know it was yeah. almost like i like her and i didn't figure that out till that night yeah uh so it was like it was i was like this is a, this is cool because like i'd have to go through this dumb mind game stuff i put myself through yeah Flirting is such an odd thing because for me personally, in my experience, mm-hmm. it's just something that happens in the movies and not in real life. Yeah. It it probably does happen in real life for other people. But yeah. for me, whenever I like somebody, the last thing I want to do is let them know that I like them. For yeah. Some, yes. like it's, and it's such it's such it's so ass backwards that like it's like, no, they can't know because I guess it's like, and I guess maybe it's like a power thing. Like then they'll have to, or like once they know, then like oh. they'll, they'll not like me because like, it's like almost, I don't know. I should, I should probably talk to my therapist about this. I mean, <laughs> not that I need to, cause I have a girlfriend now, so it's yeah. fine. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's such a weird thing where it's like, I, I wonder, do people flirt when they like somebody? Like, do they hint that they like them to them? Um, at least in a sober way. <laughs> like maybe if you're drunk, then it's yeah. like well, you know. Back in the you know, when I used to drink, I used to I was a lot easier. Um, but it's like it's so weird because yeah, w- w- at least you know, and during my teens and my and even into my twenties, like whenever I liked somebody, I had a crush. Like I never, never ever yeah. w- would want to even hint at that to them. Yeah, it's it's a, same. Yeah, same. Like I I don't want anyone to know. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know why either, because it doesn't make sense to me. Like thinking back, well, I mean, it never really, wor- it didn't really work out in my favor in the past. So, yeah, you know, it, it, I, in my head, the the worst was like the the best thing out of that was like not knowing. Yeah, that that just seemed to be the best course of action because it it meant like I am fi- I'm I'm at the same place opposed to like if I tell someone I like them. Then that means then they two things either happen one they like me back or two uh, they don't and I feel like an awkward I, I think it also like kills a friendship too it can yeah if you're friends with somebody yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I guess ultimately it's just a fear thing it's like a fear of rejection and so you yeah just, yeah you you're it's better to play it safe and not ever let them know and then just kind of hope that maybe they like you and they will make a move or something yeah um and i I guess i just don't understand flirting either like maybe like is it more for like people you just met yeah i must i I guess so like or somebody like you meet at the bar as a stranger and you want to flirt with them and and um so i'm I'm assuming you don't have any like go-to moves absolutely not no (laughs) i mean god like online dating and Tinder, that kind of stuff was a godsend because, um, for sober, n- absolutely not, no game, no nothing. If I was drunk, and I, I, I don't drink anymore, um, uh, at least for right now. But uh, you know, if if I were drunk, then of course you have the liquid courage, and it's a little easier. Um, but like things like Tinder, you know, where you can kind of just like resort on your writing and like I am a good writer and I'm a good communicator that way. And so that was kind of a godsend where you can kind of, you know, and also things with like Tinder or something or, you know, OkCupid or something like if you match or if they message you back, it's like, oh, there's 
I already know that they find me at oh, least yeah. somewhat attractive because they we matched on Tinder. So that's they, true, right? So you have that going for you. So I never did. The, I never <clears throat> did the uh, dating apps. Yeah, I signed up for one dating app, but it was for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I only did it so I can see if I can get on it. It was like yeah, really came into too. my old. <laughs> just a bit man yeah yeah sorry courtney it's just a bit gotcha <laughs> gotcha um no it was i, uh, I what was it called it was the league it was called the league is that the rich people yeah uh, yeah they made you they make you put in your linkedin profile uh, that's the kind of place it was and i was like i'm gonna see if i could get on it nice and then i waited for like three months and then got on it oh you got on yeah i got on but it was a fake it was it was kind of fake it had my photo my name and stuff but I had like fake like activities. Mm. It was like uh, it was just, like absurd one. It um it was like uh what was like high octane workouts, <laughs> uh, high class traveling, adventures, yeah, um art, but not that weird performance art stuff. <laughs> uh and like and like interest uh like uh, I would do weird stuff like botany, mm-hmm. um. I did. Uh, what else? Did I say. I say like uh, c- movies. <laughs> you know, something generic, it, yeah. and then and then something like fat shaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. Uh, I never like. I never did it. Like I never like swiped, or I don't even know how like matched with anyone. I never tried to because yeah. I figured like, I don't know. It, it didn't like. It didn't seem like a, a good way to to start a relationship. Was like, hey, I'm. I don't like fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but also, like, uh, people are so boring on there. They, they never seem exciting. Yeah, no, it's 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 tough to be, you know, and everybody thinks they're being, hey, get out of here, little kitty. You're going to do a sound spike. Now my other kitty's here. It's, it's tough to be, I mean, people are more than just a few, you know, a paragraph or like a tender. You get like a couple of lines or something, I think, or at least you used to. Um you know, and everybody thinks they're being unique, but like, you know, from the male perspective, like every, like 90% of the girls' profiles are all the same. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's the same with guys. Like every, I'm sure every, like 90% of the guys are the same. Do you remember what your Twitter, uh, your Tinder bio was? Like, if it was like two lines or? I don't remember. Okay. God, I don't remember. Um, was Were you trying to be clever? Or were you trying to be like? I think I was trying to be clever. I definitely was never going to be like, you know, I'm not going to try to be genuinely talk about how cool I am. Like, I think I was trying to be probably self-deprecating or, you know, sarcastic or something, which I'm sure, again, probably every dude on there is either that or, um, you know, high-octane workouts. <laughs> um, and that was the type of shit I would see. For, like, because they came into my work and I met some of the people on it and I was like, I don't like any of you. Yeah. They're just playing CrossFit. Yeah. I'm adventurous and I yeah. like to travel. My name is Chad. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that. Um, Did yeah. you put up like shirtless photos? Was that. Uh, God, no. <laughs> I feel like people do that. No, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, yeah, they have to do it. Uh, yeah, no. And like, I, I saw a lot of like, yeah, outdoorsy stuff. You know, I'm, I'm I'm outdoorsy. Like to go hiking, and I'm just like I want to be indoors. I don't like any of it. But um, luckily, I found a good one on yeah. uh, Bumble. Oh, actually. Bumble, yeah, Bumble. Okay. Um, How many were you on? Like, were you just on Tinder and Bumble? Uh, Tinder and Bumble. I think I was on uh, OK Cupid as okay. well. Uh, this was in L- L.A. when I lived, lived in L.A. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> you were with Court when you were in L.A. That's yeah, right. that's okay. where I met her. Um, 
and then uh, kind of the same with you. She was like about a. She um, was an improv student. No, no, no. Oh. Um, she was a law student, or she just graduated. But and she you were teaching law. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a law professor. <laughs> and uh, level four of yeah. law. <laughs> uh, no, the same as in like about a, like a month in, or I forgot how long. She was like, I uh, I'm moving for my my, my job. Oh, um, that, it was that soon. Yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember how soon it was, but it was pretty soon. And like we kind of progressed pretty fast. You know, we hung out a lot. Like uh, when we first met. Yeah. Um, like, what is a lot to you? Like three times a week, or? I think. Well, I think the first time. No, it was like five times a week. Oh wow! Okay, um, that, that's a job right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same with me and Rich. I think like our record was like ten days in a row or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. Keep going. Then. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, she she just graduated uh, law school and um, got like this two year like s- job with the Department of Justice, and, and they were sending her up El-, El Paso, Texas. So I think we kind of had that thing of like, uh, do we keep this going? And we decided to do long distance. And I can't remember how long we did long distance. Oh, okay. But it was it wasn't that long where I was like. Um, Okay, I'm just gonna move there, like, because you know, I I want this to continue, and and it wasn't really working for us long distance, and so I, and you know, I'd been in L.A. for about a year and a half or so, and so I didn't like have like roots there or anything, and my job allows me to to work from any major city really, um, so yeah, I decided to move to El Paso, so um, and then like I said, it was only two year stint, so. After that, luckily, she got another job offer in San Diego. Cool. Um, first, it was D.C., so we're, we were actually all set to go to D.C. Um, we were going to move there, and then, like, the last minute, she got the thing here, and she's from here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Did, oh, yeah, that's right. You told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so her, her parents are here and stuff, and uh, her siblings, and so, um, so yeah, it all worked out. So, nice. so now I'm back in California. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about long distance in work, or was just, like, was it... I um no that. no um I think it was I think a lot of it was me where I was I hadn't started going to therapy I I had started like so I have depression and anxiety and um and so I had like seen a psychiatrist and kind of got on medication but I had a lot of really bad habits so you know and I was drinking heavily back then and, and like so I would get drunk and like just say really mean things, uh, text really mean things to Courtney. And, and I did this with like all the girls at some point, like mm. where I was dating, like, you know, I would kind of get drunk. And if, if, if I felt rejected or something, I would just like sabotage it, you know, through gotcha. text. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I had a lot of bad stuff like that going on. Um, and so that needed to get sorted out. And so I just, I wasn't equipped to like, to have it be long distance it was just too difficult and like yeah like i wanted her you know i was kind of i think i was probably a little angry resentful or something that she left and just didn't process it correctly and didn't you know i was just yeah before before therapy which i recommend everybody um you know i was just shitty at communicating and and it's in like so if i got any kind of negative emotion instead of talking about it i would just get drunk and then take it out on somebody gotcha so um So, uh, but uh, things are the best they've ever, I think the best they've been since we first started dating. Um, and that's thanks to, uh, I think, like, or, you know, therapy. I go to therapy. She started going to therapy. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you just learn to be a better person, better communicator, and all that all that jazz. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's 
like one thing that I I really pride myself about with me and Rachel's relationship is like I I never felt like we weren't talking to each other and like like I think we just have like really good mutual respect for one another that like mm-hmm. I I like we tell each other everything or like we never lie to each other. Yeah. You know. Um so I always I I like I think that's just like a thing how do we just start doing it for early on. Um but yeah, we progressed pretty quickly as well. I remember I met the the day she got back uh from birthright or like the 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 day after uh her trip to Israel is what birthright is. Mm-hmm. Um I I met like her whole family in one go. I met like her dad, her mom, her dad, all her siblings, and their significant others, and her best friend and her significant other. Uh, so it was just like, like all at once. Yeah, uh, I just remember like yeah, it was super quick. Yeah. yeah, and I think we almost not had to progress quickly, but it just kind of happened, and just I think it suited us to be able to do long distance a bit mm-hmm. um even though d- despite how hard it is it's harder n- not being in a relationship i think yeah you know and i think that we kind of talked about that yeah 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 cool man yeah well i wish you both luck and i'm sure it'll all work out for oh, the best thank you thank you yeah thank um you. We'll, we'll all hang out during winter break yeah for sure uh so what's um what do you see like i said you're you're still a relatively young dude so do you have like a vision uh, for like the next five years or so, or are you just kind of playing it by ear, Whew. just for your life in general? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, nothing like nothing solid. Like there are things like I I like to do and I want to keep doing. Like I want to, I think I still want to do design. I, mm-hmm. I, I like to design. I was I had a rough patch there a couple of years ago when I was like, hmm, maybe maybe this is not for me. Um, but I'm like, I really like it at the moment. Um, and I like my job a lot. So, um, no, no real plan. Like I, I want to, I, I think, uh, I think having a foot in the improv drawer would still be nice. I don't necessarily need to be like, uh, like, let, like, like one thing that could happen is I've moved at New York, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't freak out, Tina. No plans yet. Um, don't know when this comes out, but yes, at, at this moment when I'm talking, no plans. Um, she's she's afraid that everyone's leaving her. Um, uh, so yeah, so no no plans, but I think like it's a possibility for me to move to New York because one of the perks of getting my new job uh, uh, in February was they have an office in Brooklyn. Mm. So like it makes, if I move there, it makes it a lot easier for me to just switch. I can just do it at a moment's notice. Yeah. You know, opposed to like trying to find a job, you know, cause I remember we were kind of job searching for me when she first started, but I was like, still wasn't ready. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying I am now, but um, I can, I can see myself being in New York, but I can also see myself like not doing improv when I'm in New York. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know. I I think I would, like, I can see myself still going to camp in like five years from now. Camp Improv Utopia, um, but with this improv schedule I have now, there's no way I can do it in like a city where I the major transportation isn't driving, mm-hmm. you know, and everything's far away. Yeah. Um. So, I I yeah. So if, um, yeah I. I like I, I've always kind of talked about. I remember, like, I was talking to my friend about this. Like, we we're talking like improv stuff, and just talking about like our improv dreams and stuff like that. And like, and I told him that 
I cannot wait till I quit improv. And not because I hate it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. But the the moment I quit improv means I found something to replace it. Mm-hmm. And something that's worthy of my time more than improv. And something I love more than improv. And 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 right now, like at one point that was hard for me to believe. But now I, I see that as a thing that can happen to me. Where, um, like... I'd I'd rather be you know at home than at at an improv practice, right? You know, or a show. Yeah. Um. So I I I would love to like I have like small goals. I would say like I would love to keep doing what I'm doing until I can't do it anymore. Like keep putting on shows. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Go like travel and perform. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like that's the one thing I want to keep doing like for a while. Is like traveling and performing in different places. Yeah. Uh, I would love to do more festivals or travel to different countries and find ways to perform there. Um, I want to, like, uh, oh, yeah, another kind of thing. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, I'm. it's in development from this moment. But I want to kind of do, like, this online series about, like, improv. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have the, I bought this uh, website domain called Bespoke Improv. Hmm. And I don't know exactly what I want to do with it. Like, I don't have the full vision, but in, it involves like the back end of improv, like the, the the business part of improv that that people don't really think about, like the back end of indie teams, like how to form an indie team, uh, etiquette, um, like resources to help you choose the form, how to put on a show, and then one thing I always thought about doing was like doing a design course for improvisers. Like how to how to design for improv, and then like I want I do like Photoshop classes or like mm. Canva classes, a free program, and then I would do like marketing for an improv show or um, show promotion, producing, um, all that sort of stuff, just to kind of like find a way to like, uh, like encapsulate my knowledge and like kind of find find ways to put in my own like what how I how I promote and how I do shows find a way of putting it out there and may hopefully help someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, that's kind of like my next, I think, s- solidified goal in mind like, yeah. that I see myself working on more, um, work on that website, and then just uh, helping people consult, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's like the next thing I'm just kind of like jazzed about in terms of improv and like, I want to start getting better with design work and, and getting better with my design, honing in on that a little bit more. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, if, if I'm in New York, I'm in New York, you know? Um, but I can easily see myself there. Um, mm-hmm. We're just kind of waiting to see, like, if, you know, uh, wh- when Rachel gets a job, then it's more permanent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't want to move there and then have her get a job in L.A., <laughs> then yeah. it's just like counterintuitive so yeah. we want to see how things play out yeah. you know uh career wise and um but she's very talented so so it's very, it's a possibility um yeah and then so yeah the next five years uh hopefully just work on bespoke improv a little bit um and traveling to different countries and cities to perform or Doing both, traveling and then performing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you uh, dream it, you can will it, and it'll manifest itself in reality. 
Huh. I don't. Thank I you. just. I made that up. Oh, okay. I was like. I was like. That sounds like <laughs> secret. Yeah. Like. like it kind of is. Like. Yeah. That. Or just that power of. Um, what creative visualization? Or yeah, like uh, what the, what is that shit called? The uh, positive thinking. Yeah. Pos- yeah. Or is there another thing where it's like, yeah, if you you manifest. I don't know. Anyway. You, yeah. If you think about it, it will come. Sure. Uh, have you seen Dave Chappelle's bit on that? Probably. Uh, he does this bit like this this comedy club like a laugh factory I think about it, and he talks about like someone gave him the the book the secret that's what it is positive imagery, mm-hmm. um and and then he was like he was like this is a dumb this is a dumbest book I ever read like <laughs> like uh like, you know you just gotta get have positive thinking and then everything will work out for you he's like you know tell one of those kids in Africa to have positive imagery and see how that how that. You know, and then he's yeah. like, and then he like tells like, uh, like he, he's like acting out like a kid being uh, like hungry. He's like, well, you need to th- uh, think about some roast beef and some chick <laughs> and chicken. You know, he's like, oh, shut up. You know? yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's right. that bit. You should look it up. I'll look it up. He does a little bit better than I yeah. do, <clears throat> arguably. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna wrap up. Um, does uh, what does Rachel want to do? Like, she want to write? Um, like, on, like. TV series or like do uh, feature screenplays or what or like what does she want to do? She wants to write comedy for sure. Um, and right now she's open, but I think her dream would be to write on a TV show, a comedy TV show. Yeah. Um, like uh, I think something like Big Mouth. Sure. That's one that's on right now. She wrote a this Big Mouth spec script and it's amazing. It's like, uh, do you watch Big Mouth? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's I a, think I saw like one episode. But. Okay, yeah, on Netflix. But anyways, it's like. It like um, I watch I watch and I read a script and I was like, damn, these voices are down. Like, yeah, you know. So yeah, she wants to write for a TV show, like TV oh, nice. scripts. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to um, maybe she can send me one of her. Uh, I like to read because I used to I used to uh, be a, like a filmmaker and I used to write and want to run. That's why I moved to LA is to write. Um, oh okay. But I I stopped doing that. But uh, I'd like to just read her stuff. Yeah. 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 I'll let her know. She's always willing to share her stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. I have a, my thing of questions. Before that, I always ask, uh, who are and with someone like you, since you're very tenured and uh, have been around the block, the improv block. I'll I'll put it in in three categories. Okay. Um. So the question is like, who are some of your favorite improvisers uh, to watch and or play with? Who inspires you? Who do you think is the you know these are these are my my people that I look up to. So I'll do we'll do micro to macro. Micro being since you're a teacher, who are some students that you've either are students now or they recently graduated who are like these are people who I, I see something in. Oh, okay, yeah, they, okay. They're, they're they're coming up, so we'll look out for them. And then the next level will be um, just San Diego people, you know, just like not not students, but you know, people who are out there in the in the improv scene. Ooh. Some of your favorite advisors, and then macro like. All time, these are my all time greats. Man, so. you 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 know how to get me going. Okay, how many people per? As uh, limit is ten <laughs> of each. Yeah, of like micro. No, no, no. Like I'm not saying you have to do ten, but just don't go over ten. Oh, okay. No, okay. like do do. Yeah, you, you can do like several. You can do like two or three or four. Okay, cool. Um, hold on. I. <laughs> we have a list on your phone. <laughs> I got your phone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, okay, I have like, <laughs> yes. Uh, I keep lists of like, um, depending what I'm doing, like I'll keep a list of like 
sleepers. Okay. Uh, and then I'll keep a list of like coaches or like uh, get people have guest performers. Yeah. Um, and I have a list of like <clears throat> uh, people for the next Rumble. Um, so I have um, okay. So so people who've just graduated students. Sure. Um, I would say um, she's no longer in San Diego. But uh, I'm a I'm a, I'm a big fan and, and I've definitely uh, repped her before uh, Ari Brin. Mm. I think. Oh yeah, she just left. Yeah, right. she just left to Scotland. Dang. The 2019 Royal Rumble winner. Yep. Um, that was probably like one of the best shows I've ever seen, just because like it did everything I wanted of a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say Ari Brin is uh, one that's like solid. Mm-hmm. That's a solid pick for any anyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> if she ever comes back, if from she ever Scott. comes back, um, but she has an open spot whenever she wants. Uh, another recent grad, I think he graduated a uh, term or two ago, but he's uh, killing it on the indie scene. I, f- I feel like I'm just a pre- like a sports announcer right now. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm a sports analyst, but no, he's he killing it on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed it so much that uh, in his level six, I added him to Roar, and I'm talking about Terry Moran. Of Yao fame as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's on uh, You Can't Touch This. Okay. Yeah. Is that the uh, Ginger Kid? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. I, don't th- I don't think I've seen him perform yet, maybe. Oh, man. We gotta make it to a Roar Takeover sometime. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I was gonna go last night, but it was sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know for the next one. I, right. He wasn't there anyways. Okay. Um, let's see. Ooh, ooh. I think uh, this is another gra- recent graduate of Finest City and the Greg Hess's Hair School of Improv. Ooh. Which is just if you had me, Joe, or Julius as a teacher in mm-hmm. FCI, you graduate from the Greg Hess's Hair School of Improv. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I'm talking about uh, Lizzie. I don't know how to say her last name. Lizzie Scalo, Scalo, Scalo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ooh. I was I was a level six teacher. Okay. Um, I don't know if she would keep doing improv, but I hope she does because I think she has a bright future and she she characters come natural mm. and it looks like he sh- she's having a lot of fun on stage. Um, ooh, ooh, let's see, let's see, who else is here? Um, uh, okay, for micro, micro, micro. Uh, I'll, yeah, okay, another person I think, um, she, uh, graduated a couple terms ago as well, a couple people in, in this kind of, kind of area. Um, but one of them being Eliza Dawson, uh, also from Yale fame. Uh, have you? I don't know if you met her, but she okay. was on uh, Aaron's team. That's a Javel. That's a Javel. I'm, I'm gonna start looking these people up on Facebook so I can put a face to the name. <laughs> Eliza Dawson. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's another one that that like she is, she has like a, a knack for it, and she works hard as well. Oh yes, I know her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's working very hard at the moment. Like just. In general, like yeah, like we've talked about improv a lot. Uh, me and her, and she has a, a mind for it. She she knows she knows what's good, and she knows what she wants to do. All she needs is a little bit of like a push in the right direction. Yeah. And I, like if you know what you want, the type of improv you want to do, the path is so much cleaner. Um, so that, that's another person. I've seen her perform, so you're right. She is out there. She's I saw her at Torque, I think. Yeah, several times. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> never ever sometimes is a good indie team of like twelve people. I'm very impressed how how people can manage that uh, with, with such success. Yeah. Um. Oh uh, yeah, another person. She just performed with Lady of the Night last night, and that is um got uh, uh Vivian Ford. Mm-hmm. Um. 
She is in level five at the moment. Very natural on stage. Strong characters. Um, and, and I think she's clever. Clever and can, and has the ability to be present. Mm-hmm. And, and think in the moment. I And I think that's a very, very strong attribute. Um, and what, uh, what you said, people just graduated or graduated a couple terms ago? Yeah, yeah, okay. just yeah, that's fine. Or yeah, students are just are just graduated. Okay, okay, okay. I'll uh, give you I'll give you two more. Okay. And, and the micro level. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, Scrolling through your your notes app there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, mm, hmm, hmm. Choose wisely. I know this. This is tough. Oh, okay. Another person. I think she has uh, a knack as well. She's very natural. And she's a standout whenever I see her perform. Um, and, and she also looks like she's having fun. And I see her at shows. I see her in the community. And I think she could be a power player. Um, has really good range. Uh, God, I don't remember her last name. Uh, Kiana Anvari. I could be mispronouncing that. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Kiana A-N-V-A-R-Y. A-R-I. Yeah, there we go. That sounds about right. Yeah. Kiana Anvari poor? No, can't. How do you spell Kiana? I don't know if she's poor. <laughs> no, like I'm looking and there's a Kiana Anvari poor. No, 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 Kiana Anvari. Okay, I see it. Um, so she's in like level four or five with Joe at the moment, and I think uh, she's she's gonna be another person who is um, like like ability to play almost with anybody because she adapts very very well. To, to um, just kind of like her, um, uh, what's it called? Like environment and her uh, yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I'm nice. trying to think of someone else who has. Oh, another person who's still a student, I think, uh, is another person. I've played with her once or twice mm-hmm. uh, in the auspice cabinet, which was like the student teacher show we did. Um, but uh, Gabby Gonzalez. Yeah. I, I played with her. Oh, you have? Um, I played with her on uh, Joey's like Sad Boys Night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dream Team yeah, thing. Dream teams, yeah. yeah, the one I came in late at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's pick up Tina from the airport. Sorry for being a good friend. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. No, um, but she was great. Yeah. So Gabby Gonzalez, I think, is like another like it, once she gets a little like uh, you know I I don't know how she, she thinks when she plays, but if she get like a little bit more training. And get that comfortability on stage, she'll be unstoppable. Because nice. again, that adaptability and that strong uh, character choices early on yeah. is going to take her far. Nice. Um, oh yeah. Okay. That, so that's it. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, now on <laughs> to the. <laughs> okay. Sorry. This is one of my favorite things to do. No, no, no. I, I'll. Um, well, do you? Okay. Oh, well, let's. No, I'm about uh, the, the next time you're on, we'll 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 do this again, cool. and we'll do more micro and more. Perfect. Okay. So Perfect. teaser for the next time you're on. Yes. Ooh, I can't wait. Already. So now, um, on the level two, uh, the medium stage, which is just San Diego, established okay. people. Who are okay. some of the people that you love to watch and or okay. play with? Okay. Um, I I have to. I mean, they're, they're I think they're incredible. Oof, this is gonna be so tough. Okay. I'm also giving you a limit here as well. Yeah, I know you are. Okay. So I'm choosing very carefully. I, I have to say, they're my boys. I love them so much. Joey, uh, Party, mm-hmm. and Julius Ravello. Some of the like strongest performers I've ever played with. And I think our chemistry is 
impeccable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see anything like it. Even yeah. even though we have similar patterns, I I, I love it so much. Yeah. I, I think I'm on two teams with a very similar the, the very similar make. I perform with them on many teams, and we gravitate to each other towards each other. Even we're on like bigger ensemble teams. Yeah. So I think. Um, they're people who are good utility players, and to see them grow and um, from like I see, I remember my students and uh, Julius was going to LA around the same time we were mm. uh, for Second City. Um, I think those those two are just some super talented people. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, uh, and I and I love playing and watching them. Uh, Julius and with the specifics are incredible. He's so fucking smart. Yeah. Um, and. And Joey's one of the most creative people I know. Um, and ooh, ooh, okay. Uh, this is this is so difficult. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Andy Doctor. Andy okay. Doctor is she's not she uh, she's not like uh, she I was I mean she's established I guess she's been around for a couple years. Um, depending who you ask, mm-hmm. um, if you ask me, she's established and a uh, very strong, strong performer. She's one who I've seen since level two, mm-hmm. and I she was on my watch list early. My, like I'm like a low, I call myself a low stakes Nick Fury, mm. and I'm just like watching future yeah. Avengers and figuring them out yeah, uh, yeah. early on. And so she I was a level two two teacher, and her level five teacher. She was not in your class, right? No, I no, don't know. No. I think she's in class before before you then. Yeah. Um, when I was her level five teacher. Anyways, she performed with Roar for like six shows before she joined the team. Hmm. She just guested with us for a while. But strong character performance. And I think she's I, I think she has further to go to. Like she's already really good, but I think she has like she she has like she has a lot more potential as well. Yeah. That I think uh some fine tuning, I think can really 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 uh amp up any team yeah i I think she's like msg you know know? just amp up any team that she's on yeah um and she's on one of my teams she's on yeah okay sweet beach Beach. which i just found out like that why that is called okay sweet beach Corey had explained to me nice he's like aren't you their coach i was like yeah i don't care about them though care about the details yeah um okay established people uh I I mean Nikki, you can't you can't forget Nikki uh, Kalmus mm-hmm. from this list. I think um, she loves improv and it's very clear, and she she excels at trying to be different on stage and and wanting to uh, try something new and never afraid of it. And when she does try something new, she usually succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's I envy that yeah. about any person. Um, Oh, ooh, ooh. let's see here. What else is on my list? Uh, um, 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 I mm, yeah. see. I, I th- see. I have like in my head. I'm like, ooh, I, this person. But how? Like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more pressure on you because I have to leave because I'm translating for the ball show tonight. Oh, so I have to leave in about nine minutes. Oh shit. Okay. So you have nine minutes on the clock. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so mid. Okay, I'd say um, Tina Rose. Tina Rose is another one. I think uh, she's grown so much in two years, mm-hmm. and she loves it. And I, I loved. I can't wait to see what two more years will do. Um, at least, I mean, she's probably going to do it for longer. But Tina Rose is one. 
Uh, another person I love watching perform, I just, I'll, I'll go with that, and, and perform with, I've only performed with her like once, I think, is Audrey Geiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Audrey Geiger, I think, strong, super, super strong force on stage. Um, as you probably know as well, you're on a couple of her teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think ne- never half-asses it. Mm-hmm. I think she puts it all in line every single show that I've seen, and that is something that that you you can't take that for granted yeah and i think she she does that with great um uh success each time okay and then uh, another person i love performing with his name is uh you know joel joel areola of course uh he's the other part of jackie he's Mm -hmm. the the other brainchild of jackie with me and he's he's so freaking smart um even though when you talk to him it may not seem like it but his (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take that yeah sorry, sorry joe i love you i love you so much buddy um i love him dearly and he's such a sweet and genuine person and yeah. he's a better improviser than most people give him credit for um and f- uh, i'll just do one more for time's sake i will say um uh ooh, ooh, who else is on uh randy thomas mm. i can't i can't hide that um randy is one of the one of the strongest performers around, and I think he only gets better. Nice. He only gets better, and uh, he kills it. He even like in things he's uncomfortable with. He yeah. he knows how to adapt. Nice. And I'll, I'll and the the what do you call it? Macro or the? That, no. What, what's the middle part? Uh, medium. Medium. Sure. The medium. Yeah. The medium <clears throat> crow. Okay. Okay. So macro. Three. Three. You get oh. three. Oh. Your all time three favorite. Okay. All time three favorite. Okay. I got to choose this very carefully. Okay. Uh, I'll say this one person because he's a person I try to uh, embody when I improvise. When, growing, growing into my improv, I was like, I want to be like him because he's very funny and he takes it seriously, but he still allows himself to have fun and break. Um, I, I mean, that's just from my perspective and that's Brendan Jennings of Cook County Social Club fame. Um, he's, he's, I think, yeah, he, he's the one I try to be like. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. Okay. Okay. Brandon, you got this. <laughs> this is tough. This is a very tough one right here. Um, Ooh, Ooh. I think it's, uh, 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 Okay, I'm gonna go with my gut here. Do it. I'm gonna say Amanda Blake Davis, mm-hmm. ABD. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person, kind of like Audrey, who lays it on on the line every single show. Mm-hmm. Always brings brings it uh, brings it just in general. Just brings the energy and yep. brings the character yep. and physicality is on point. Uh, not that that matters, but I think she, uh, she uses that to her advantage mm-hmm. very well and. And yeah, it gives 110% each time. Mm-hmm. And then one more, one more person. Uh, who's it going to be? There's so many good performers out there now. God. It. Mm. Brandon, you're sweating. I know. This is it's tough because I'm veins like. veins are popping in your forehead. Because I'm like, if, yeah, if. I. I see, I have, a, I have a few in mind. Damn it, sir! We need an answer now. I, I know, I know. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. You've gone with your gut. You've gone with your brain. Now, yeah. now I want you to go with your heart. Go what's, with my heart. What's okay. Your heart say. Go, what? What? What does my heart say? Okay. Okay. My heart says. My heart says Nick Armstrong. 
Nick Armstrong. Nick Armstrong of Camp Improv Utopia fame. Mm -hmm. I think uh, off stage, he's one of the most generous, kindest men I've ever met. Uh, And he provides so much for the community uh, still, Mm -hmm. 10 years into Camp Improv Utopia. And on stage, he's he's just unstoppable. Um, he's another one who's strong. He had his range is incredible. He can play serious to funny to to absurd to realistic. All is all anything he can do it. Yeah. And I get the privilege to work with him on the daily. And he's just a genuine human being. And he 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 wants what's best for the community and. For, at, at large and he's done it at a world scale which which is not as not a, not easy to feat and he's done it successfully yeah yes nice there you go i would um i would second all those man those are on the micro or the medium and the macro those are all very good sorry if i didn't say your name by the way but maybe part two maybe part two or take some more classes yeah too, just get better I, yeah just you know just get better be better at life yeah suck up to brandon yeah i coach improv so if you want to be one of my favorites <laughs> get taught by me yes yeah and um and uh, uh yeah we'll end it there i will say that uh i i, I still am um emotionally reeling from not having been asked to guess on roar so <laughs> i'm gonna put yet the, i'm gonna put yet yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put the pressure on you're you. You're on lists. Okay, multiple I, lists. Just tell me that I'm a name somewhere in your phone. Yes, somewhere in there. You, at least on two. <sighs> you're yes. at least on two of the lists. I just want to do roar. You're you're on two of the list. This at least like at least. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that I have ten thousand listeners and they've heard you say it. Yeah. So, oh, you, I can sh- I can show you that you're okay. on the list. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for coming by. This has been great. Thank you for having me. This of is course. so much fun. Yeah, I, I would I would keep going, but I have I'm going to be late for for ball. <laughs> okay. So, um, I will uh, till next time. Say yeah. goodbye to the folks. Uh, goodbye, ten thousand fans. Bye. Bye.